welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, and thank you for tuning in, Badgers fans. It's a good week. It's a great week because Wisconsin just routed Rutgers 52-3. Wow. Absolute beatdown. Graham Mertz, three touchdowns. Braylon Allen, big game. Defense stepping up huge and scoring a touchdown with Caesar Williams. The Ike athletes, we're excited to dive into the recap as well as preview what's coming ahead for this 6-3 team. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, Badgers fans. Wow. What a game against Rutgers. The Wisconsin Badgers won 52-3. An absolute pounding. Turn the pages back to the Russell Wilson era. 49-point victory for the Badgers. It was dominant in all, all aspects. Tremendous game. And we are really excited about this team because they are now ranked 20th in the nation in the latest AP poll. So we have a great show today. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ Eichstead. KJ, how you feeling? Hey, everybody. I'm feeling amazing. The Badgers have won five in a row. As Alex said, they're ranked 20th in the latest AP poll, but they were actually ranked 21st in the first college football poll, and those come out midweek on Tuesday. So we think the Badgers are going to go up even higher. If you look at all the teams that lost, you know, Minnesota was ranked ahead of Wisconsin. They lost. I believe Kentucky lost. Mississippi State lost. Auburn lost. Uh, Wake Forest lost, Michigan State lost, just a lot of teams ahead of the Badgers lost, and the college football poll is the one that matters, so Badgers have won five straight, Purdue knocks off Michigan State, the Badgers just beat them on the road the previous week, Purdue's ranked 26th in the the AP poll, and they're also ranked 28th in terms of most votes got in the coaches poll, so we'll see if their two big wins in terms of top, uh, top two Iowa and top three Michigan State gets them into the college football playoff rankings. I think they would, but we'll see on that. Uh, It's an exciting time to be a Badgers fan because the defense is number one in the nation and the offense continues to improve. So I'm excited to be here and talk some Badgers. Thanks Thanks for having me. Yep, KJ, thanks for having us. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Badgers fans, thank you for joining us wherever you're turning in from. Uh, We wanted to say hit that subscribe button and tell a friend about the show. But this game, right? 52-3 against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in New Jersey. The Badgers' first real road game of the year. Oh, Purdue. We talked about that in the last pod. You know, Purdue is a a bus trip, you know, or a shorter flight. Um, And Rutgers is going across to the East Coast. Yeah. And the Badgers just took care of business. It all started behind the defense, KJ. Noah Burks had an early interception. Scotty Nelson was right behind him on the play. And why don't you just talk about what you saw out of this Badgers defense and the way they kind of started and, you know, the game in the first quarter? Yeah, I mean, the defense is just so fun to watch. I think we've talked about it on a few pods. It's like every single play is something could happen, you know, like something eye-popping could happen, whether it's a big hit, whether it's a sack, whether it's a pick six. Shout out to Cesar Williams, Ike athlete, for getting a pick six. I think it was the first Badgers, first Badgers pick six since, like, 2013 or something, Marcus Camardi. Um, but it's just really exciting. You know, you saw Noah Burks, a guy who wasn't really expected to have a huge role this season, 
he's really making a ton of plays. You know, he just got engaged. Shout to Noah for that. Shout to Noah for making multiple uh, big-time plays this year, whether it's sacks, whether it's interceptions, and really setting the tone because what that does is it fires up guys like Hervey even more, fires up guys Herbie. like Leo Chanel, who just might be the best linebacker in the in the nation. And then don't forget about Jack Sanborn, who is the oh bad news. Oh, my goodness. You know, he, this guy's been playing since Zach Bond and Chris Orr. <laughs> and he came back uh, turning down the NFL draft last year to keep balling with his boys. The Badgers defense isn't – it's not number he two. He wanted – remember, Cage, his goal was to be the number one defense in college that's, football. That's right. Oh, ba- my Badgers goodness. Fans, go back and check out – because actually I forgot about that too. One of our first player interviews was the uh, – Jack Sanborn. to Jack Sanborn. He was like number four or something. It was like Zach Bond, Chris Orr. Oh, Nick Nelson, then Caesar, then he then, was fifth. Uh, I think maybe he was fifth, and then and then Sanborn I think was fifth. And then we were talking about future goals, but it was so long ago I forgot about that. He, I think he wanted to be the number one defense in the nation. And as I'm looking at the stats right now, Badgers fans, college football fans, Wisconsin is number one. They're not number two. They're number one with 213.8 yards a game given up. Number two is the Georgia Bulldogs. I believe they're ranked number one in every poll. Oklahoma City, or sorry, Oklahoma State Cowboys are number three, 277. They're a solid to program. Iowa State Cyclones, number four, 281. They're a solid program. Then you have the teams like Michigan, Iowa, Alabama kind of trailing um, in, the, in the early teens. Batters are number one. And, and it's really the rush defense on top of that. Keanu Benton, the, the iconic play that stood out was when Keanu Benton just bursted, busted open the pocket, <laughs> laid a Demolished. huge hit. It was like an Aaron Donald-type play. But Ke- uh, Keanu is so much bigger than Aaron Donald. He might not be as, quite he as fast. He was soft but, on the landing. But he annihilated the quarterback and also, like, broke his fall, too, so it wouldn't have been a penalty. And then Caesar just snags the ball, which was, like, overthrown because of the pressure. And, it, and like, he had a blocker. He ran in the end zone. It was a lot of Kirby fun. But out that's in I front saw. of him. Oh, my gosh. There was no stopping that. Exactly. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm just seeing if there's anything that, that kind of stands out to me uh, in terms of, you know, every, anything fans, else back, back to Jack Sanborn and Leo Chanel Cage, you know, the question that you brought up. We were talking about how good are these guys in terms of their draft stock? Like, where would you see them going? Because all these stats about these these two individuals is that they're two of the best three linebackers in the country. With yeah. the Georgia guy, and who knows how good that Georgia guy is going to be or how high he will be drafted. So if you think about what the Badgers have here, it's it's pretty scary. And I know, like, a rising tide lifts all boats. This Badgers defense is loaded from, you know, the D-line to the cornerbacks to the safeties. But definitely these two guys are holding it down. And I think Cage, you know, three points. Rutgers didn't have a chance they didn't have a chance. The defense scored more points than Rutgers. Well, Nick Herbig, seven sacks on the year. Leo Chanel, five and a half sacks on the <coughs> excuse me, five and a half sacks <laughs> of the year. And then Jack Sanborn, three sacks on the year. You could argue he could have a lot more sacks. You know, this this defense still has upside in it. Like we're yeah. starting to see a lot more picks. This team could even get better still. So it's just really exciting. The forced fumbles, the fumble recoveries. I mean, Keanu Benton is wrecking the game in the trenches. Really just, he's got a, the best linebacking core in the country behind him, and he's got one of the best secondaries in the country behind him as well. 
the Badgers defense is just so much fun to watch. And then flip to the offensive side of the ball real quick. Here's the thing to keep an eye on Badgers fans. We, we said to start looking at this last week. Braylon Allen versus Chesma Lucy's yards per carry will add another game of sample size into the mix. And Chesma Lucy's at 173 attempts for 815 yards. It's a 4.7 yards per carry. Braylon Allen's at 93 attempts for 661 yards. That's 7.1 per, uh, yards per carry. So it's like Braylon Allen is really starting to merge as the feature back here. And, you know, Ches is actually, he tweaked something. He's a... Uh, He's questionable for the coming week. Hopefully he can play because we're, we're a little thin there. But Braylon's the feature back. I'm just going to say it. Yep. And the stats, you know, against Rutgers kind of showed yet again. Braylon Allen, 15 carries, 129 yards. That's an 8.6 average and one touchdown. His long was 36 yards. Ches Malusi, also 15 carries. So equal sample size, KJ. 75 yards, five-yard average one touchdown and a 14 yard long. I mean, Braylon is just special. I think that's the word that you you see in him. He's big. He gives the Wisconsin team attitude kind of the way they, they had it with JT is if you have a big, strong running back who can get you a ton of yards, it gives the Badgers team a, a different type of swagger. It takes the pressure off Mertz a little bit and he's starting to play much better starting to sling the ball a little more Mertz finished 11 of 16 240 yards passing it's a 15 yard average with three touchdowns and one interception so KJ Graham Mertz three touchdowns is this is this what he needed absolutely you know we talked about it earlier in the year I forgot who their badges are playing but they blew out a team and Graham Mertz only had like 110 yards passing on like 10 passing attempts or something like that and I made a comment about how in a game where you're winning, you want him to like air it out to just kind of get the monkeys off his back or whatever. And he was doing that this game. And you saw like the benefit of that, you know, multiple really nice plays. I think it's just the, the main uh, thing here is the play action. When the running game's going, you have to respect Braylon Allen, like opposing defenders. Yeah. They have to stack the box because they know that you can't <laughs> bring him can't down with one light guy. In the box against Braylon, no. Exactly. So you got to have guys up close to the line. And if Graham Mertz pulls that ball back, it's a legitimate fear of God moment in like every <laughs> defender's, everyone in the secondary's eyes. Even the linebackers are probably like, oh, no, I bit for a second. Because if you bite, like, you know. You know, like, yeah, if, you you're, if you're in the moment on the field there and you, like, take that Any stride sport. towards a quarterback or stride towards the running back you know and it's just panic button panic time trying to catch up and recover and uh we saw Graham Mertz make a couple nice throws so I'm looking at his stats in the year he's had six TDs eight interceptions you know 56 percent completion percentage the good news is, is that's improving little by little so the Badgers have Northwestern this coming week it'll be interesting to see how he does because they're sure to Unveil some more, elaborate scheme. You yeah, know, be a little better well than coached, Rutgers. Very smart players. Um, I, I think they will be better than Rutgers. And I was actually not expecting the game to be that much of a blowout. I don't think anyone was. I mean, we heard on the Coach Riley podcast that Rutgers was toe-in-toe with Michigan. And the Badgers get creamed by Michigan and then absolutely demolish Rutgers on the road. I think a lot of people are looking at this Big Ten like, who is the team this year? And Wisconsin is almost peaking at the right time. 
now that Minnesota lost and and Graham Mertz getting three touchdowns, half of his six touch passing touchdowns on the year against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I think it also probably felt good for him to see guys make plays. Danny Davis, you know, makes a catch near the sideline, makes a few guys miss, ends up taking it 72 yards to the house for his touchdown. That was great to see. Yeah, that was just great like to see. you know, you know, like get the ball into the playmaker's hand, let the playmaker take it to the house. Kendrick Pryor was getting open over the middle. Um, Chamiri DK also got in the action. Both of those guys were over 50 yards. Um, and Jake Ferguson also has just tremendous hands. He's almost every catch he's had to make this year has been tough. And I think what I've seen on the on the offensive side cages, they're starting to find their roles in the passing game too. Danny Davis works the outside. Kendrick Pryor kind of works over the middle. DK as well. And then Ferguson kind of just does whatever he does. You know, they have certain play packages for him, but he makes the extraordinary catches. What do you think about that? Well, I think, yeah, like the, the offensive weapons, that's definitely some good badges of this week is seeing them when they get the ball in space, just seeing them make plays. And that's something we can look forward to all the rest of the year. That's why it was so perplexing the majority of the season when Graham Mertz wasn't playing well. It's because we had a pretty good supporting cast around him, whether it be the running back talent, whether it be the wide receiver talent, and then an All-American tight end and Jake Ferguson, and including, you know, a solid coaching staff. I'm not going to say they're exceptional, but they're certainly solid. So it's just good to see collective steps in the right direction. And I actually pulled up the Big Ten Conference's uh, offensive stats. So the Badgers actually rank eighth in the conference in terms of yards per game. It's Ohio State, number one, Nebraska, number two, Michigan, number three, Michigan State, four, Maryland, number five, Purdue, six, Penn State, seventh, Wisconsin, eighth. So we're eighth in the conference in offense. Our passing offense is actually third worst. The only two teams worse than us are Illinois and Minnesota. But our rushing offense is second only to Michigan. And then our points per game, we're right smack dab in the middle. Uh, We rank eighth in that as well at 25 points per game. So that's not quite as good as you want to be. If you flip it to the defensive side of things in the Big Ten, the Badgers are obviously number one in the Big Ten because they're number one in the nation, but it's a wide discrepancy between number one and number two, uh, which is Wisconsin to Michigan in terms of Big Ten best defense. Wisconsin gives up 214 yards a game. Michigan's number two, giving up 298. So then, surprising a lot of uh, fans, is that Minnesota is number three. They give up less Mm. than 300 yards a game. Iowa, number four. We talked about their defense. Purdue, five. Penn State, six. Ohio State is actually the seventh-ranked defense in the Big Ten this year. Guess who's the worst defense in the Big Ten? That's Michigan State, the team that was ranked number three until they just got upset this week. Those are some big-time red flags. Like the Badgers, okay, their defense is the number one, and their offense is regressing towards the mean, or, or we should say ascending towards the mean, you know, towards the middle. And, and Michigan State, like, you know, you got an offense that's, like, upper middle, but, like, you got the worst defense. That's a – I mean, that's pretty much fraud alert. You know, like, that's we'll fraud alert. happens <laughs> in the last couple of games. But, bad defense, keep an eye on that in particular. Ohio State's defense is smack dab in the middle of the conference and behind all of the real, you know, pretend, contenders. And then Michigan State's is, I believe, the – how many teams in the Big Ten nowadays? 12? Or is that 14, actually? I think it's 14 these days. Yeah, it's 14. <laughs> and oh, Michigan State is 14 out of 14 
And, and it looks like I'm actually going to sort it by points real quick. Okay, so Michigan State is fifth worst when it comes to points. So they must have had some uh, clever defensive moves, you know, pick sixes or something in the red zone that, that kind of offset that point total. The Badgers are, of course, number one in the conference in points allowed. We give up 15 points a game. Iowa number two. Michigan three. Penn State four. Minnesota five. Purdue six. Ohio State seven. So, you know, Achilles heels. Achilles the Big Ten. Heels. Man, it is just, it is open. It's wide open. And what I was just looking through, Cage, I was looking at the Badgers' defense. And what you see is a well-rounded defense, like, just off the stat sheet as well in terms of, like, yearly contributions. Like, a lot of guys have been there, you know, pretty much all year, Uh fighting and scrapping every week like caesar leads the team in picks but then at the other side fan hicks leads it in pass deflections you got uh herbie who leads yeah. the team in sacks but then you got the linebackers you know chanel and sanborn who clearly dominate the tackles scotty nelson you know and then colin wilder kind of behind do those everything guys ta- yeah do everything and it's just a complete defense and so when you look at the badgers people were saying you know, fraud alert at the beginning of the year, but they were primarily saying it about a few, few certain individuals. And, and so now that those guys, if they find their rhythm, you know, both Mertz and Paul Christ. Wow. I mean, this team is, that's what this they team need. Has some upside. See, that's why yeah. it's so killer for the Badgers to have lost three games in the get go. Because like, if you can imagine if I go back to the rankings real quick, and the Badgers are, let's just take a look. Okay, the Badgers, let's just say, only lose, or they win one of those three games, Michigan, Notre Dame, or Penn State to begin the year. Well, we have a shot to be, you know, like the highest ranked two-loss team right now is Texas A&M at number 11, and Ole Miss is number 12. Uh, I mean, I think with our strength of schedule, yeah, we'd probably be like 10 and then we'd be right on track to play in the Big Ten Championship game, which we would be. And then you know, you can tell that if you beat an Ohio State, there's a chance you could get into that top four. I, th- I don't know if there's ever been a two-loss team in the top four. I feel like one year maybe a team snuck in two-loss. Maybe someone can confirm that. But, uh, you know, even if the batters won, like if we won two of those three games to start the year, like we'd be in the driver's seat because you can just see Alabama is ranked third in the newest AP poll, you know, we'd be at least probably ahead of Oklahoma just given our, the strength what? of our schedule and, and ahead of Oregon and, and Ohio State and, you know, Notre Dame probably. Tell me about this, Cage. What would you think about this, right? Badgers, as we said in the previous podcast, are in control of their, their own destiny. Um, the Badgers, especially with Minnesota losing, it didn't really affect too much. They're still going to have to beat Minnesota. But the Badgers have Nebraska or Northwestern Nebraska – in Minnesota, three definite wins that they can they can accomplish, and if they get into that Big Ten championship game against an Ohio State team, cage that you were breaking down, it's not a normal Ohio State year. They have won seven straight and do have a lot of NFL players in the team, but you're right. But you, it's not. And, and say the Badgers somehow they don't you know, have a chase win. over there. They don't have they don't a chase. Have a over they don't there have right Justin now. Fields. Exactly. This they is don't a have different a J- team. JT, uh, 
what is his name, JT Barrett from a couple years ago? Um, yeah, he was good. J.K. Yeah, JK Dobbins. Dobbins, like he was a running back. I forget their quarterback's name, but they don't have a Terrell Pryor. <laughs> you know, they don't have a Cardale Jones. <laughs> they don't have a Zeke that I've heard They've of. got a lot of, lot of pros. They do but, have a but Chris Olave. This year. See, see, that's the thing. We talked to Fayon Hicks. Chris Olave was the, the best player he said he's ever gone up against. And I was like, hmm, I'm not quite as familiar with Chris Olave just because Ohio State sends so many players to the league every year. And Chris Olave, if you search NFL mock drafts, He's pretty widely projected to go round one. You know, one of the top okay. receivers in college football. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, he's going to go up against Caesar or Fan. Like maybe Fan, just because the speed aspect. But Caesar certainly is big enough to, you know, step up. And, up. Uh, exactly. So, so this this mock draft, the first one I pull up has Chris Olave going number twentieth to the uh, the Browns. <laughs> This one has him going to the Saints in the first round. Like, both of them have him going in, like, the top 20. So, so yeah, he's a good receiver. Um, Garrett Wilson, the another Ohio State receiver. This this mock draft, two of them have him going number 17. Oh, my goodness. And okay, then, so they've got and receivers. Then Ohio, uh, Nicholas Pettit Frere, the Ohio State's tackle, is going 16th here in this mock draft. So, so they definitely have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Do they have a quarterback? We shall see. You know, we're going to get into this more in the weeks ahead. Like, we don't have to go too deep into Ohio State right now because we just got to take care of biz. But, yeah, you know, like you said, Alex, just explaining off your point, this is a little bit of a different Ohio State team. And, yeah, this is a little bit of a Badgers, different Badgers team than the beginning of the year, and they're looking really good. Let's jump into the good Badgers, bad Badgers segment, quick hit these, Cage. For me, the good Badgers was just seeing the pick six from Caesar Williams. I mean, the it's like the team celebration moment when a defensive guy gets to go into the end zone and put points up on the board. It's just like, now we're winning, you know, like we're scoring. We're scoring, baby. Like, let's go. Like, who's scoring next? And I think that's how this team is going to play. They've been kind of building off of each other's momentum, so... That's my good Badgers. Cage, what, what's your good Badgers? I'm actually going to double down on that. That was my good Badgers as well, the Caesar Williams pick six. And here's why. The Badgers hadn't had a pick six since, like, two, uh, 2013 or 2014. And it was almost like seeing that play happen in front of, my, front of me with my own eyes was, like, it reminded you how rare it is and just how euphoric a moment like that is when your own team, and it's not like the other side of the spectrum where it's happening to your team. <laughs> it's like when your own team is a team that gets the turnover and is running it into the end zone. The fact that we hadn't experienced that feeling in eight years as Badgers fans, and the fact that in the NFL that happens maybe like once a season if you're lucky. Oh, I, you know, think about how many touchdowns you experience. Like a touchdown's a good feeling. A sack's a good feeling. You may experience like 30 to 50 of those a year. But like you may only experience one of these pick sixes a year. I mean, that's a, that's a, euphoric is, is the word I would go back to. So... It was just stand. It stood out to me as the best <laughs> moment. You know, shout out to Braylon Allen, shout out to Graham Mertz are having some great, great performances, and shout out to the rest of the defense for performing. Like Keanu Benton, big shout out to him for uh, helping that play happen. Yeah, I think he was some good Badgers. Yeah, and and uh, but but just for those reasons, that's my good Badgers this week. The pick six, there's nothing else like it. Well, yeah, I mean, we heard on the the very first uh, Ike Badgers podcast ever with Zach Bond 
that when he actually had his pick six. So I think the Caesar stats about a defensive back cage actually because maybe Bond it's a defensive back. Six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zach Bond when he had his pick six against Michigan State, he said there's just a moment where you just you're like holy shit, I really have the ball in my hands. And you look up and you see that you can, like, run it to the end zone. And you're just running as fast as you can. So I, I just feel that Caesar, you know, had probably a surreal moment there. Just, oh, he knew what just to wanna, do. Yeah, he knew what to do. Take it to the house, baby. And that's what they did. So I'm excited to see who does it next. Let's flip to the other side, the Bad Badgers. Not a lot to talk about in terms of Bad Badgers. I think... Just I want to say this, though, about the Bad Badgers um, is I'd like to see them build off it against Northwestern. Mm. Like, I don't want to see Northwestern be a regression week uh, in terms of where it gets tight or something like that. I want to see the Badgers steamroll Northwestern and then uh, kind of make things really interesting because, hey – confidence keep it going i think they can do it what, what about you what's do you have any concerns or bad badges? yeah so so my bad badges is the injury bug we got jack nelson and uh you know garendo questionable for next week but that actually brought forth some good badges because it gave us a look at grover bordelotti and also julius davis and, and including jackson acre uh all three of those guys played well. You know, Grover had five carries, 48 yards, a 9.6 average at a 22-yard long. Julius Davis had an 11-yard long. He had a 4.6-yard average. Jackson Acker, um, he had an 18-yard long. So And a TD. Yeah. So, so you know, that was uh, that was fun to watch. Bad Badgers is the injury, but good, it brings forth some good Badgers because we really are in a unique, uh, you know, time right now. We don't really have a ton of running back depth, you know, with the, the injury to Chez and the the dismissal of Loyal Crawford and, and the other guy. And then, um, you know, Jalen Berger is no longer here as well. So it's interesting. You know, it's almost like Braylon Allen, thank God he, he wasn't playing on the defensive side of the ball. I know, like, many, including, you know, myself, I thought he was for sure going to the defensive side of the ball or he was going to become a game wrecker over there. Well, thank, thankfully, he's you know, on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball right now because he's dominating on that side. So. <laughs> it's yeah. really a, really a shout-out to Braylon for being so young and balling out. Yeah, shout-out to Braylon. Iron Jack athlete. Um, very cool. But the Northwestern game, KJ, Saturday, November 13th, this Saturday. Do you have any prediction for the Badgers fans? You know, it's at home, so I expect like a – I expect some Grammarts turnovers, I do, just because Northwestern's uh, sneaky like that. But I expect I the Badgers it. win. You know, if you think back to the last time Northwestern came to Camp Randall, I believe we were at the game. It was when Bond and Orr were playing. And that game was oh, an yeah. ugly defensive struggle. But the Badgers ended up winning because the defense, like, won them the game. And it was great. You know, it was great to watch. And uh, I kind of expect some you know, slowing the Badgers down, like almost making them beat you the tough way this week because Northwestern is just a program like that. What about you? Yeah, no, I think the Badgers can win and will win. Um, I actually thought that they're going to they're gonna put up, my prediction is they're going to put up over 20 points in the first half. And uh, we'll see how they finish, if, it, if they end up scoring 27 or if they end up scoring 47. But I think they're going to have a, have a big first half. And I think it's going to be behind Braylon. Like you said, Chez is a little banged up. 
Braylon's going to come out there pounding and at home. Fans going crazy. It's going to be exciting. Badgers fans, I just want to say thank you for listening to this this week's episode. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review. Those are the yes, number sir. one. Those are the best ways you can help us grow. Uh, if you like this show, go check out you know some of our other shows, such as the Ike Packers podcast. That's some great stuff. The Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, there's a lot of that talk. It's there's a lot miss. of everything. It's can't miss Ike Packers. And then we got Ike Bucks. Uh, just had NBA champion Pat Connington on the show. Very cool interview with him. Smart guy. And then on Welcome to Ike, we also interview Pat Connington about his real estate company. So Welcome to Ike podcast. That's a really great one as well. KJ, thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Hey, I think the best is yet to come, Badgers fans. The best is yet to come. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon on Wisconsin. <laughs>